This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is sponsored by Hinge, the app designed to be deleted. Laura, can I ask you a question? always please tell me why guys should date me and just so you know i'm gonna record your answer because i can use this on hinge because they've got this thing it's like a voice prompt where you can ask your friends for their take on why people should date you which i just think is great okay people should date you because oh you are just the most beautiful soul you're like a rainbow in human form you're just so pure and sweet and you find the good in everyone anyone would be so lucky to have you i promise you it wasn't for the ego trip okay and it's just it's so much easier as well when you're dating it's so difficult to pull out like the nice things about you it's like writing a job profile isn't it getting the friends involved it's great for a confidence boost but then also to see what other people say about you thanks again to hinge for sponsoring this episode of go love yourself and don't forget to download hinge and give the voice prompts a try this is a crowd podcast Welcome to Go Love Yourself, brought to you by Simply Be, fashion fit for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you say it like that, you sure do make it sound sexy. Lauren, I cannot believe how amazing the Facebook group is going. Like Matt was showing me um, in bed the other night uh, all of the like comments and the messages. I'm not on Facebook. I haven't been on it for ages. Uh, but oh my God, it was so heartwarming to to read all of everyone's messages and comments. It's amazing, isn't it? I, do you know, I'm sitting here with like a massive smile. We're both sitting here with massive smiles <laughs> because it's literally like it's more than I ever expected. Like we started this podcast because we wanted to make like a community of like like-minded women, no matter what size you are kind of thing um but you know women who just wanted to talk about you know you know fuck the rules and you know sod everyone that's ever told us that being fat is a bad thing and all this kind of stuff and then all of a sudden we've got this amazing group of these women and men and just everyone's so lovely like, i really hope you can hear the genuine like ah oh, gratitude and i don't know a bit of a surprise i think in both of our voices of how wonderful this group is like um, I think both me and Laura have been having some wibbly times recently. And let me tell you, that Facebook group pulled me out of a dark day. Like, because I went mm, on there same. and I was talking to people and, oh, people have been showing obviously all their wedding dresses based on last week's episode and stuff. Oh, I just love it so much. It's so nice, isn't it? And like you say, I think we really wanted, the, you know, as part of this podcast as well, to create that community because... I think when you are, you know, in a bigger body, I think then you can often feel very alone and isolated Mm. in your experiences. And even things like not being able to shop on the high street, you kind of think, oh, well, that must be okay because, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. And actually then you kind of, if you hear other people's experiences and you go, oh, okay, actually this is not, not this is not okay. Um, And also like, I think that the thing that's been so nice is that um, you were saying to me yesterday, weren't you, Lauren, Mm. about people are kind of like forming friendships in their wedding. They may, yeah, literally see the people in other people's comments. It's like being complete hype women, which I love. And they're making yeah. friends and there's so much like, oh, I can't. I, I'm just obsessed. It's so lovely. 
lovely. And like, there's even a f- bunch of people that are like, when are we doing a meetup? And I'm like, literally, can we do it tomorrow, please? <laughs> like, we do let's all go around Laura's <laughs> and eat cake. <laughs> and eat a lot of cake. But yeah, Mate, it's just gone. Amazing. It's just gone so well. And so much, it was so much more than I expected. And I've joined and I'm on there and I'm looking at everyone's stuff. And it's just really lovely to meet women. And there's been a couple of comments actually where, um, you know what you're saying? Like, you know, that thing of not being alone, where I think a lot of women or a lot of people are in friendship groups where they might be the biggest one mm. and they can't relate to their friends. So then all of a sudden there's this group of women who have got their back and are exactly the same. And there's even some people there saying, I don't have a big group of friends, but this group feels like, you know, I'm making some friends and it's a really good community to be part of. And I just feel like... I can sign off the world tomorrow and like that that's it this that's the best thing I will have ever done in my whole life yeah it's so nice I think as well we made the decision to make it a private group as well just just so anyone that is thinking about joining we wanted it to be a a safe space really uh so you can kind of go and post and talk to people and communicate and build this community with other kind of like as Lauren said like-minded women without kind of feeling like judged as if it were like on a you know public forum I know that Instagram is obviously very public uh, so we really hope that you will join us over there yes please join us so if anyone wants to join and we really hope that you do and it's open to absolutely anybody no matter what your size um, it's called Go Love Yourself Community on Facebook so just search for it it's also linked on our Instagram as well and I cannot wait to see you there <laughs> So today's guest is bloody brilliant. Uh, Their book, Happy Fat, which Laura, I know you love, um, is incredible and it's full of self-love lessons. They're also absolutely hilarious, like genuinely hilarious. I've watched some of their videos online, hilarious. So a big warm welcome to today's guest, comedian, author and podcaster, Sophie Hagen. Hi, Sophie, how are you? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm I'm well, I think. It's beginning to be more spring-like outside, so my mood is is better and better every day (laughs) so I'm literally wearing yellow right now because I'm feeling springy (gasps) is happening Lauren's a ball of sunshine as always (laughs) you are the reason it's happening the sun is being forced out of its shadows Uh, yes (laughs) she is literally the epitome of joy I on the other hand like to kind of just bring things down a notch like the grim reaper (laughs) I relate to that that's also my stance So, Sophie, we've actually got a question for you. Uh, it's something that we ask all of our guests because our motto is that the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. So, my question to you is what is the most interesting thing about you? Oh, that's such a good question. Everything that's interesting about me is because of how weird my mother is. <laughs> I feel like we need way more context. <laughs> like, fiercely independent in that she is choosing solitude over ever spending time with other humans because she thinks that all humans suck (laughs) and uh, which I tend to agree with if we ever wanted me and my sister if we ever wanted anything that would help us fit into society more she would be like that is ridiculous so when I came across not even the fat community but like the possibility that maybe you can be fat and not hate yourself Or you can be fat and not be losing weight or like trying to lose weight. I started doing stand-up comedy in 2010 and I would do fat jokes. I would do like self-deprecating fat jokes. Um, You know, jokes about, oh yeah, I'm eating too much, blah, blah, blah. And people would laugh. Obviously they'd laugh because one, funny, but also this is what people think, right? 
you love to see a fat person joke about themselves. And then I started uh, at uni and I started studying Russian. <sighs> I don't know why. With <laughs> it was the only education where I could get in at that point. And I met this um, this person called Andrea. And Andrea was just like, oh, she was so cool. She still is. Body activist, you know, hair under her arms. And she was like, she was like an artist, didn't wear makeup, like piercings. And I was just like, I love you. I love you so much. And she was the first one to be like, oh, no, that's capitalism. And I was like, what's capitalism? And she was like, how can you be a feminist? And I was like, what's a feminist? <laughs> I knew nothing. So she basically, instead of us learning Russian, she just taught me. She was just like, here are the facts. And it was so simple. It was just like, where do all the bad thoughts come from? Hmm, well, they come from this advert or this TV show or this whatever. It's like, oh, this can all be traced back to a company, a corporation that will make money off of you hating yourself. Yeah, off your insecurities. And that yeah. just, that was just like, oh, yeah. Because I thought I'd been, I thought it was a fact. Like, it's a fact that fat people are less worthy or like, it is bad to be fat. Mm. As soon as I realized it was someone's opinion, that was when I could like channel, you know, my mother's energy, which is like, oh, well, people's opinions don't matter. Like, that doesn't mean mm. anything is a fact. It's liberating, it isn't fairly, it? It was fairly easy. It was for me, and that's a privilege. It was fairly easy to then go, oh, so I can just be fat. Okay. I'll just be fat then. <laughs> that sounds a lot nicer actually than <laughs> constantly trying to change yourself. But then from then on, it was a, so that was 2010. So it's been, you know, a long, a long while. Where were you 12 years ago for all of us? <laughs> well, I was lucky because at that point there were already people, you know, like fat activism starting in the mm. late 1960s, early 1970s. So when I, 12 years ago, 2010, discovered it, it was already a thing in certain places on the internet. Mm. So I was quickly, I think it must have been Tumblr at the time. Yeah, it must have been Tumblr where I instantly found, you know, these body positive blogs. I remember the first photo I saw of a fat person that wasn't, well, maybe it was just like the first hot photo I saw mm. of a fat person. And I just remember it was like the wheels in my head started turning like, is this possible <laughs> like oh this is just like someone being hot and fat i've not had i've not that has never been put, like shown yeah. to me before that that was even an option no because we never saw that like growing up like you know anyone that looked like like us was made fun of we were like the butt of the joke and like I, I, again i know this is something that you kind of like talk about a lot but you look at like things like friends where like monica like Monica was like a different person when she was fat and it, it's not like it, it's so rife and like you, you don't have to go back that far I think things are changing now thankfully a little bit I don't think we're there yet but I just thank god that we are in a better position than we are because that like that diet culture that we kind of grew up in um, and that even like our parents grew up in I think your your mum definitely sounds like an amazing woman like but I think she's probably the exception not the rule because it was so ingrained like I was chatting to my mum about this the other day like she was saying about I just always thought that I was supposed to be on a diet and like you said about when you're fat like people just assume like oh are you really unhappy and you, are you trying to lose like are you really sad and when you turn around and be like no I'm, I'm good I'm good babes like they hate it like they're like they cannot wrap their head around it yeah I mean that's so my mother was definitely uh well 
I, she didn't care at all about my size until a nurse just told her, this is very unhealthy and, you know, she's too fat. And I was like eight. And oh, then she no. was like, oh, well, I guess you have to lose weight then. But what made it so like she was part of my attempted weight loss journey for what, 14 years of my life or so. Uh, you know, she was part of it, like, oh, let's find a new one. Let's, you know, how much have you lost? You know, let's find some exercise, all of those things. You know, we've all gone through, blah, blah, it's so boring. But when I discovered, you know, fat activism, fat liberation, all I really needed to do was tell her and explain it to her. And she was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then she's just not mentioned it since. Wow. So that that's what's good about, you know, she will, she'll, <laughs> she'll basically ask me, what 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 should I think about this issue? And I'll tell her, and she'll go, okay, that makes sense. And she'll just change her mind. You know, she's not. She'll say, but I feel this, and I'll say, you feel that because of bias. But the real thing is this, mm-hmm. and she'll just accept that and be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's where I'm lucky, where because she never cared about her own body, or how she looked herself. She was just like, well, you want to lose weight. And the nurse tells me that you have to lose weight. So like that's what we'll try to do. Fortunately, it wasn't because of her own thoughts about beauty. So uh, your mom's now my new hero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I love her. <laughs> it's so true, like, we, like you're saying there. Like, and it, it even like the, the word fat. I mean, I know that you, again, have spoken about this. But that, that's something that I have been really kind of trying to grapple with a little bit about fat being a neutral term because I think growing up fat it was always an insult and I like I feel quite comfortable calling myself fat because it's factually correct I am fat um but other when other people call it because it's always just been slung about as an insult like it stings like it really stings I think in order to get to a place of like self-acceptance we have to kind of neutralize that term and just kind of go like fat is the same as thin as tall as short like it's just an adjective um but there's there's a a lot of emotion isn't there it's a quite it is a very emotive word it it can be kind of really slung about but I, I I'm quite interested in that whole like body neutrality thing like I think I love the body positivity movement I think that like you're talking about the fat activism and fat liberation movement amazing um but I don't really love how I look and like so and I know that's not exactly fundamentally what it's about and I love uh you know basically they paved the way for us uh but I think that whole philosophy of how you look is the least interesting about you is kind of the way to go really we just I I feel like I'm so happy that we're there I just wish society was there as well like like Lauren said it's the mums like like our mums um and a lot of mums and a lot of people just still have this kind of really archaic uh, view and value system about fat is bad. And like, it's not even about health. It's just, a, it's like thin is good, fat is bad. It's nothing to do with health because you can get thin, unhealthy people and un- unfit people and you can get fat, healthy people that are really active. Um, it's just this kind of, we've just been so brainwashed with the, in the society this like you said like it's just to make people money and like when you think about it like that that was for me that was the big switch of like I don't know about you Laura but I was just like 
I don't want to buy into that because it just it makes someone else money like it was almost like because I'm a little bit anti the establishment so I was just like fuck you <laughs> That's such fuck a you I am not feeding that I am not <laughs> pay, putting food on your table um, and that yeah that is it is quite liberating but it is hard like it is still hard isn't it like I do have, still have like good and bad days like you said before like I think that you are still on I hate using the word journey it makes me want to vom Same. but <laughs> You know what I mean. You know what I'm gonna. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, because I think the the idea that one, the idea that one day we will reach a place where we just always feel happy or content or, oh, now I'm done. Everything's fine now. That that'll never happen in any aspect of our lives. So of course I have days. I have bad days. I have good days. Um, when it comes to how I feel about myself, and sometimes it's because of the way my body looks. Sometimes it's about the way my body functions or sometimes fails to function. Sometimes it's about my mental health or my ability to do things or, you know, like some days are just good and some are bad. Um, It's very rare now that I don't like the way I look. Like it takes a lot for that to happen. Um, And when it does, I just try to allow myself to feel that and go like, this makes sense. You know, it's a constant battle. You know, we're constantly hearing negative things about our bodies and sometimes directed directly at us, you know, because God bless social media. Yeah. So sometimes, of course, of course, sometimes you're going to go, oh, are they right? Like, is this ugly or is this mm. unattractive? And then you just feel that through and then you go, well, what? Okay. So, like I had a, I have a friend who who has always been this amazing, like body positive person, like has never said a bad word about her body. And then suddenly she had an experience where she was like, I, I, I hate myself now and I I kind of want to go on a diet. And she was like, I know, I know all the things. I know that mm. diets don't work and it's unhealthy and I know it makes it worse and I know that I'm just going to end up gaining back the same plus more. But that's how my, my brain is going into the spiral. Like, I hate myself, I have to lose weight. And I was like, okay, let's just try and pretend that that's what's going to happen and let's talk about it like what diet will you go on and there was something quite fun about us trying to talk about this diet that both of us knew and was never going to happen but instead of fighting that voice you know instead of going no no I have to love myself I have to love myself I cannot even think about this diet following through on it and going okay well let's google healthy recipes or whatever you usually google and then once it's out of your system you can go Okay, well, now I've I've played with that a bit <laughs> and now I'm still in this body and now I'm back to knowing that I deserve love because what is the alternative? That I hate yeah. myself forever or that I diet and then become fatter and then go on that in that cycle for the rest of my life? Like what's the actual, yeah, what are my it. actual options? That diet binge cycle, like it's so, like I spent my whole life doing that and I've now, like it, it does feel very liberating to kind of get to a point where I go like, I'm not doing that again, but... It's funny you said that because I, like myself, have been having a bit of a wobble. Like I've kind of been like learning a lot about the kind of like body positivity, body confidence, neutrality. And, you know, like following people like you on social for a really long time, reading like books like yours. Um, And so I I feel like I have been in a really good headspace. And then Sunday night, I was, it's funny, I was saying this to Lauren, wasn't I? I was saying this to you, Lauren, um, earlier on today. I watched myself. I went on, went on the telly, darling. She went on the um, telly, darling. I hate saying that. There's no like way of saying that about sounding like a wanker. Um, 
But I watched it back because I'm like, I'm really new to doing like telly and I wanted to watch it back to be a bit like, right, where was I good? Where was I shit? And I might, that might sound a bit contrived. But anyway, I watched it back and I was, I was like, oh, horrified is probably a strong word, but I was like, oh, the size of me. I look bloated. I look ill. I look uncomfortable in my body. I look like swollen. Like I was really like, I don't know. I just, I just didn't like how I looked. And I, I've watched myself on telly before. And I, uh, to be honest, at the beginning, like when I watched myself on Bake Off, I was like, oh god, this is horrible. But I think that that was a, that's a normal reaction because obviously I've never been on telly before. And then I got used to it. And then I was like, I am fat. Like whatever. Like what did I expect to see? Like Claudia fucking Schiffer. Like come on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just had this wobble. And then like yesterday, I was feeling like, right, well that's it. I need to crash diet. And I was like no 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 but like even like yeah like even me like someone who is like so anti-diet culture and all of that even I was a bit like right well what can I do because I don't like how I looked I need to go on a crash diet and I know that's not going to work for me I know I'm going to just end up putting on the weight and like you said more but it is just it is hard isn't it And I think we're only human and sometimes we just have to kind of be a bit kind to ourselves and go I think I find it hard a bit. I don't know about you, like being online. I I would find it difficult to say that because people kind of then would judge me and be like, "Well, you're supposed to be like the poster girl for body positivity or body confidence," but we all we all have wibbles, don't we? I guess it's normal. I think what kind of what you said there was like was the key when you said that the first time you watch yourself on Big Off, and then you sort of got used to it. I think that's what we do. Like, I, there were parts of my body that in the beginning was just like, I couldn't even, like my stomach, I could not even look at it. Like, that was the one thing. I could sort of accept, like, my arms. I could sort of accept the double chin. My stomach was like, that's the worst thing in the whole world. Like, I could never. And then I took a picture of my stomach in the mirror. And then I looked at it. And then I went back to looking at it a couple of months later. And each time I looked, it just got easier and at the end I was like this is cute as fuck this is the best stomach (laughs) and only recently maybe like a year or so ago yeah probably only a year I randomly had a mirror next to a chair so for the for the first time or like something that never really happens I saw myself from the side and that was a whole new angle and the first time I saw myself from the side my whole world sort of collapsed not necessarily because I was fatter than I thought, but just I wasn't aware that it was that I looked like that. And then it took a while for me to keep looking at myself in that mirror. And now I sort of like it. It's not that I think, oh, yeah, sexy. Well, sometimes <laughs> I do. But it's just like, oh, I've seen this now. That's mm. how I look. And sometimes that's all it takes. That's why in photos, when you sometimes are like, oh, my, is that how I look? It's just because you haven't seen yourself from that angle before. But you've all, like, not always, we've changed the way we look, of course, but I've every day, every minute, of every second, this is how I look. I just only see a part of it. But everyone else have seen all of the sides and all of the, mm. and they don't think, oh, my God, you look so bloated and ill. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, sometimes we just have to... Get, because so much of being fat is hiding ourselves, right? It's like mm. wearing oversized clothes, black clothes. Mm. Yeah, and hiding ourselves and like making sure that in photos we stand behind everyone else. Or your photos are taken from a certain angle. And I think we become quite obsessive about that because it feels like it has such a high price if we don't. Like then we will see how fat we are. And that feeling is so traumatizing that we need to not ever feel it. So we need to make sure we always look like this. 
that it's still there somehow. Like, oh, if we suddenly catch ourselves in this angle or in wearing this or whatever, suddenly that just feels like a bad thing, even if we don't think it really is. I think our nervous system is just so used to this is a bad experience. Like, I still don't watch myself on TV or in things I've recorded. I hate it. I hate it. And it's not because I don't think I'm hot or I don't like the way I look. It's just, I'm almost, in, it's it's also, it's more about anticipating what could happen when I see it rather than actually seeing it. There's a photographer called uh, Substantia Jones. She's based in New York. She has, I don't even know for how many years, many, many years, been taking nude photos of fat people, like consensually. Like just, <laughs> Glad you clarified that. She's not like hid, hidden in hotel rooms. He's in my garden. Uh, <laughs> in your nearest bush. Um, no, it's like, a, it's particularly fat activists have had their photos taken by her. Like Jess Baker, Kat Posse. It's almost like a rite of passage almost as a, as a fat activist, as someone who's in the, that circuit or whatever you'd call it. And um, oh, the, the photos are beautiful beautiful and it's just fat people existing you know just beautiful photos of fat people from from all the angles that we're not allowed to see fat people in and what I did in the very beginning was I went and just saved a bunch of the photos onto my laptop and had them as background photos so that I would just constantly see naked fat people you know in this like arts artsy way you know googling it right now and this is quite something oh hello there's a couple (laughs) in this one this is incredible i've never seen bodies like that well i have i mean we get a lot of this now on instagram which is fucking brilliant and i want more of it just you know fat babes being fat babes this is amazing they'll usually be they'll usually be um be uh removed from instagram because yes that i've heard that before <laughs> i've had one of my photos of me so i really can't help it sorry and then also shooklet s-h-o-o-g-l-e-t also has amazing fat uh f- amazing photos of fat people naked fat people and that was one of the, I mean, I just had it as my background. I bought their calendar uh, to, just so that there was always a naked fat person. Like you can even, oh, you can't see, but like behind me, I'll have like this artwork on my wall, which is also just fat bodies. My whole, my whole flat is full, full of fat art. Because the more we see fat bodies, the less scary it is to us. Yes. And I'm having my photo taken by Substantia Jones in a in a couple of weeks weeks in New York. Oh my Um, god, that sounds amazing. I'm so happy for you. Tell me you're gonna put this photo online somewhere. Yeah, I I'll definitely put it up. Well she'll put it up, you know? Like Mm, you have to sign this wild contract, which is basically her saying you need to like be absent. Like once it's out there, it's out there. Mm. And there are trolls that are constantly looking at her new photos to take them and to use them against the people. In you know, there are people who are obsessed with ruining the lives of everyone she's taken photos of. So you have to sign that you are aware of the consequences of this because it's so serious. Um, so once it's out there, it's out there. How insane is that, that people care that much? Do you know what I mean? This is what this whole Mm. bloody thing is about. Why do people care that much about fat bodies? Like, we know why, but just, just stop. Get a fucking life. (laughs) I had one today uh, from this absolute douche canoe um, who just casually thought he'd comment on my latest grid post saying, um, wow, you can really see that you've put on weight. And I was just like, 
Okay. Th- thank you. Like, I, <laughs> thanks. Cheers. Um, the other one I get a lot is about you're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. It's just not even, it's not even original. Do you know? (laughs) Sometimes, I'll never, the thing is, no one, no one, I have never received a comment from anyone that made me, like, that I hadn't heard before. That, like, people are saying the same things to fat people as they said in the 60s. There's no new arguments. There's no new, you know, pretend science that they're relying on. There's nothing new. They're just saying the same things. Things that we have debunked, oh, well, cleverer people than me have debunked for 30, 40, 50 years now. And it's nothing new. It's the same stuff. And it's like, at least have something to say. This is just boring. It's so, like, and the whole thing, of, when when that person said, um, you can see you've lo- you've gained weight, what they're actually saying is you're, joy is uh frustrating to me and i need you to feel bad about yourself now because you need to feel bad about yourself because when you look like you you have to feel bad about yourself because i look like this and i feel bad about myself so this is why you need to just like not be so happy that's what they're saying because it bothers them that they look the way they do that is so sad it's so sad these people are sad. What I do sometimes is I, and I don't worry, I don't post it, but I will go on to a stranger's Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and I will imagine, and sometimes I'll do it, like I'll call, like reply, and then I'll write something horrible. I'll obviously never send it, but I just want to know how it feels to write that, mm. and it feels horrible. Mm. It makes me so sad. Like, oh my God, imagine sending this to someone. Like, even thinking about something horrible to say about them hurts. Like, mm. oh, I don't want to think about what's, how can I make this person sad? And then once I know how it feels, I imagine how sad you would have to be for that to make you feel better. Mm. And that's, and then I can step into the shoes of these trolls and how sad they are. Like, I've never met a joyful, happy person who's content with themselves and their lives, who's loved and feel loved, who gets something out, who would who would ever do something like that. But I've met a lot of sad, angry people who would. And yeah. I wouldn't trade my life with theirs for, a, like, for anything because they are so miserable and it's so sad. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's hard though, like it's for me, like I am still really sensitive. Like even though I, I do feel like at peace with my body and I feel a lot more confident than I have, like I still those things do affect me. Like I don't know, maybe I like I grew up very differently to to, to you and I kind of was my my dad was so harsh uh, and so worried about what other people thought other people's opinions about like my body and like I don't know if you've read the book, The Body Is Not An Apology, but like I literally grew up feeling like my body was, uh, like I was just, you know, I had to be sorry for it. So I still do kind of let those things get to me. Um, I don't know. Any advice? <laughs> I don't I don't think I would say that you are letting things get to you as if it's your fault. Like some someone is attacking you and that hurts. That's, you know, that's just a natural, normal like that's way more normal than my brain. That's just like ice cold. I feel nothing. I'm dead inside. <laughs> like that's like how you should be reacting to attacks, right? You're reacting exactly the way you're meant to. Almost. What what really helped for me was it's almost like a visu- vi- like seeing it visually as if this has nothing to do with me. 
Mm. Like this has nothing to do with me. They're saying the same things about people that I look up to that I, you know, I would, when I was being really horribly attacked by trolls like that, I would find people that I admire on social media and I would read their comments and see that these people are saying the same thing about them. Like I was once, someone called me fat something and I went to see, and they were saying, oh, the same comment, like you're such a fat pig or whatever. They would say that about like Julia Roberts and like, <laughs> like Natalie and Brooklyn, whatever. Like they would say that about thin people. I was like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. You're just saying this to women it's because you hate women and you hate yourself. You know, and sometimes they'll, I'll get DMs from these trolls and they'll be really sort of, you know, really fat phobic. And then sometimes I've replied and I've said, oh, I'm really, really sorry that you're so sad because I am actually really happy. Like I have a really great life. I have a lot of friends and I'm living my dream. Like I have my dream job. So like, and I love how I look, by the way. So like your comment doesn't affect me. But what I can see is that you must have gone through something. And I just want you to know that I'm sure you are loved and whatever happened to you shouldn't have happened to you and I'm really sorry. And the Whoa, next message Kill him with be, kindness, Sophie. Christ, you're a much nicer person than me. No, I just no, want to no, write back no, and be no. like, suck a dick. I hope you get diarrhea. You absolute no, see no, you no. next Tuesday. You completely <laughs> misunderstand. This is not kindness. This is not kindness. This is me knowing what it will take to actually make them sad because then they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry that I did that. You're right. It is just because I've had a hard life. And then I win, right? <laughs> if you say, if you say, go fuck yourself, that's what they want. They just want yeah, a reaction. True. They just want to be yeah. seen. That's it. They just want to be seen. They want to be talked about. Uh, like once I, f- I found a message board where trolls were talking about attacking me and they were like planning their attack. And they were so worried that I wouldn't see it. They were so concerned, like, oh no, I think I think she's turned on like a common control thing. Oh my God, and then someone the will be fuck? like, Don't worry, Steve, she sees it. She sees it. She's very upset. But I don't I don't know if she's seen it. I don't know if she's actually sad. No, I don't worry, Steve. She's really sad. They just want they just want to be seen. They don't care what they say. Yeah. So if you say, Oh, go fuck yourself, they're like, ha ha ha. Oh, get you it. You just have to be like, I don't care. Like, you don't have to actually feel that because it's you're a human being mm. and what you feel is legit. But in order to get less and less of that, the more you look like you don't even read it, you don't even care, you just block, you don't even comment, the better. They just don't even, they, they don't bother because they're not getting that reaction that they yeah. want. And that's all they want, the reaction, because their mothers didn't love them enough. <laughs> I'm going to take that next time I get child. I'm just going to just think in my head, be more Sophie. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I love you. it. Just be more cold and dead inside. <laughs> the worst thing about me is also not how I look. I have plenty of bad qualities that you could have attacked instead. <laughs> Thank God you only picked on my looks. You could say such bad things. <laughs> Cool. So uh, every once in a while, it happens very rarely. Someone will say exactly what actually hurts. Mm. But it's so rare because you'd have to be actually intelligent to figure that out. And most of them are not. (laughs) And also, a lot of them saying it because they're super attracted to us. And like, they feel bad about that. But they still want to (laughs) interact. See, there you go, Laura. (laughs) What I'm going through at the moment is a weird opposite. Well, it's not actually opposite, but I did a TikTok. I just said, oh, here, when you're fat, this is how you get into a hammock. I've gotten thousands of comments saying you're not fat. It is so annoying. So the, I think they must all be trolls. I can't. It cannot be that so many people. 
Like, what are you doing? I, I, it's so weird. I think people do have a hard time coming to terms with the fact that people can just be comfortable, like we said, in a fat body. Same with, like, being single, though, as well. Like, don't you think? Like, people, they just assume, I think, that you do want to be, like, married with children. And again, thank fuck that that narrative, that archaic narrative is changing um you know like my parents generation our parents generation was just like right you leave school yet married yet kids and that's why they're all fucking divorced (laughs) Um, (laughs) literally we're yes they are (laughs) i think it's nice now that we can actually think about what we want in life and think that we have choices and it's actually it's just other people's like you said it's other people's opinions i think so often that stop us doing things and also encourage us to do things um and like we just it's just learning isn't it to just be be you do do you but also what do the what do those two things have in common like being fat and being single both are that we don't no longer care about men yes <laughs> because men yes. men yes. are the ones who like you yeah. lose weight to get a man because men have set the beauty standard like men are the you know and I don't mean like all men I mean the patriarchy right the pa- I was just like about to say fuck the patriarchy and then you beat me to it yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to be the first to say it but that's exactly what it is it's like oh wait we don't actually need men anymore like I can make my own money I can vote <laughs> like I can yeah I've got a vibrator like this. It's just, I got yeah. a vibrator fine they can do their thing they can you know whatever I don't even know what they do that's valuable but they can like some of them are fine <laughs> You were at the right podcast, my friend. <laughs> I can live the rest of my life without needing a man in my life. And that's another mm. thing I got from yeah. my mother a lot was, she, you know, she'd be like, you have to you have to learn how to screw in a light bulb because you will never be dependent on any man to do that. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> uh, and that's, can we get that's your mum so on the beautiful. podcast? Yes! <laughs> Listen, she's the scariest person you will ever meet. Really? She's a tiny, tiny, she's tiny. But she is so frightened. The people are scared of her. <laughs> she will only speak when she really has something to say, and she will. She doesn't. She does not care about uncomfortable silence. She will just sit and stare at you until you're like, <sighs> oh, "Okay, I'm, I'm so sorry for just like existing." And then she'll like roll her eyes because you're being ridiculous. Like she's. T- she told me this recently. <laughs> She told me in a completely neutral tone, as if she does, didn't really understand why it was a big deal. Some guy from her work, some big, like, masculine muscly guy that everyone was, like, frightened of because he was so masculine, had come up to her and had said, oh, I've been promoted. And then she, like, leaned leaned in and, like, stroked his cheek and said, and some people are promoted with dignity. <laughs> and then she walked away. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was like, what? <laughs> what did you do? She was like, yeah, because it was uh, crass that he just went up and said it like that. I was like, mom, he was like happy that he got, like he wanted to just, he wanted your support. Or, like, you yeah, but it was the humble brag though, wasn't it? Like, and she I was, got a promotion. It, a humble, it was just a brag. It was just him saying, oh, my friend, I got a promotion. Aren't you happy for me? And just her being like, shut up. Sit down. Stop being so full of yourself. And I'm scared of your mom and I've never even met her. Same. same, Everyone's scared. Like when I had friends over for, when I was younger, I had friends over. We'd just be like having dinner with my mom. Then afterwards, they'd be like, are you okay? Yeah. Why? Well, you were arguing with your mother. I was like, no, I wasn't. That's just how we talk. But other people were like, yeah, I'm not coming back because (laughs) she's terrifying. Oh, that's so funny. 
I want to go back a little bit to what you were saying about men though I think that's a nice thing about like you know choosing to be with someone a man or a woman or whatever you don't need them like you want them and if you want them and they're adding to your life then amazing if they don't if they're not serving you then like fuck off like being on your own is joyful <laughs> like if you're not the with the right person but I think like that's the whole thing with like men like I have always been really scared and intimidated of the kind of lad lads because I always felt like like I knew that they would never be attracted to me and maybe in a way like that's why I just was a bit like fuck it do you know what like I'll just give me another pie like because I just didn't care really that much like I don't like that kind of ugh, it sounds really horrible and like really sweeping statement but I don't like that type of lad culture and that thing and I I, I actively despise them quite frankly <laughs> and for the, for the intimidation and that it's that toxic masculinity thing isn't it and like I just don't I'm not here for it I think that you know we talk a lot about fuck the patriarchy but like, I also think that there's a lot to be done to kind of dismantle that that toxic masculinity that's part of it as well like definitely i i hate oh i can even i'm like putting myself in mentally in the position of like being on a train and there's like a big group of them oh. and i instantly feel unsafe Drinking Stella. Like, literally yeah. unsafe and they're loud and i'm just like i was on a train with my friend who's just like a normal cis white straight man uh, who's like also like tall and muscly and we were on a train with a bunch of football fans and we weren't we weren't talking about them. We were just like on this train. And then as soon as we got off the train, I was just like, I hate them so much. I, I literally hope they all die. I literally hope they all die. And he was like, no, you don't you don't mean that. And I was like, yes, I do. I really mean that. I hate them. And he was just like, he hadn't even noticed that it was a thing. And I was like, you don't understand how unsafe that feels. Mm. And like me saying, I hope they all die. It's not obviously not like literally, no, but it's, it comes from a, a, a place of severe fear. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I feel like they could have killed me. So like my, it, my sort of lizard brain and my nervous system is like in fight flight mode because I'm in every, every, and it's not just that they would physically hurt me. Is that all you need is for one of them to see you, see you as a target, and then they could gang up and just say things to you. We've all, we've all, I feel like most fat people have, well, a lot of women especially have tried that. Mm. You know, having that group of men be like trying to rile each other up, you know, who can, you know, the amount of times I've been in a, when I was younger and I still went out <laughs> into the real world, uh, you know, like someone flirting with you and then, but you, because you're not, like, you, you know, something's up. This person is like flirting with you, but they're a bad actor. And you're like, something's up. And then suddenly the group of friends start to laugh. And, oh, that was the joke that who can make the fat person think that they have a chance or something like that. And you're just like, <sighs> bunch of knobheads. I know you're a type and I just want nothing to do with that type. Yeah. Nothing. No, I hate, I hate them. I also hate performing for them. They're not allowed in my shows. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, speaking of your stand-up, we've we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of it online, and we love we love hearing the Danish words. Like, can you tell us some funny Danish words, please, and cheer us up a little bit? Funny Danish words. <laughs> oh, it's just like, this. Your language doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I, I was I was thinking what I was what my where my mind went was like Laura in the beginning when you said that you were less upbeat and you always went to the more serious place. That's exactly where my brain, that's what I do. So my brain went to my favorite Danish word, which isn't a funny word. It's a horrible word, but I have it tattooed on my body. Uh, and then I was like, oh no, you probably want a joke, don't you? <laughs> it's 
celebrity. I, I need to know this now, though, right? You yeah, know what's the tattoo? Uh, so it's the Danish word that has the most consonants in a row. So it's like N G S T S K R, and then so I've only tattooed the um, the consonants, but if you can just put an A in the front and then an I, and it means angst skrie, which is uh, basically anxiety scream. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Danish is an amazing language. It's a beautiful Um, language, isn't it? I'm not sure beautiful is the word, but... uh, Oh, it is. (laughs) The way it sounds, it's like... (laughs) Mm, Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you say it like that, you sure do make it sound sexy. Whenever Swedish people talk about Danes, they always say, it sounds like you have a potato in your mouth. This but what is my do they favorite. know? They're sweets. <laughs> the the one that the Danish people always try to make other people say is the sentence "rød grød med fløde." What now? "Rød grød med fløde." Rød grød what? That's this is what we want from it. "Rød grød." What are those letters? I can't say. "Med fløde." Huh? "Med fløde." "Med fløde." Exactly. <laughs> Which means it's just like a a porridge, like a fruit porridge with cream. <laughs> That. I wish you could see Lauren's face. It's just like, for once, you've actually shut Lauren up. She's very rarely silent. Sophie, I'm absolutely obsessed with you now, like more so than I was before. You've literally made me laugh and you've made me think and I've had light bulb moments and I'm just so grateful that you've joined us today and you've been really open and really funny with it. So thank you so much. Thank you. That's so kind. It's been fun. I'm glad I got to do it. <laughs> So, Lauren, have you got any more ideas about where you want to go on holiday this year? Oh, girl, I mean, I've got a thousand, but unfortunately, um, my NHS salary doesn't cover what I really (laughs) want to go. So, uh, but yes, but I'm, I don't know about you, I'm very much a girl, like, I don't really love going to the same place twice. I want to go and see everything new, especially, I've been nowhere in two years. So I've got my eyes and my bank account set on Athens. Oh, nice. Uh, Because, you know, did you know, did you know I like history? Uh, no, no, I have no idea. Yeah, and I've just found a no. podcast and I've been listening to stuff about the ancient Greeks. <laughs> God, I'm such a Obviously. catch. <laughs> Why are you single? <laughs> Where is he um, so <laughs> go to Athens and just eat a lot of feta and stuff. And moussaka, is that a thing? I feel mm-hmm. like I've said that right. I hope I haven't been too offensive. And then <laughs> and then just learn a lot about the Greeks and then obviously wear all the fabulous clothes on holiday that I haven't been able to wear for two years. There is something about like a holiday wardrobe that just hits different, yes, doesn't it? Yes, 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 yes. And ofs, uh, I'm a last minute Lauren. I don't know if you're a last minute no. Laura. No, I know, no. right? <laughs> I feel like we're a last minute Laura and Lauren, right? <laughs> so I always have to end up panic buying a bunch of stuff. But this is where our like our amazing sponsors simply be. They they sell literally everything down from like your dresses to your your sandals to your sunnies to your swimming costume to your like hats and stuff. So I will be going on Simply Be and literally just buying everything for summer. No, same. I've actually got another holiday booked. I'm so sorry to rub oh, that into Oh, Christ your alive. <laughs> when are you taking me? Uh, <laughs> soon. We do need to book a holiday together. We do. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but no, I like when I was on holiday last time, I was like, right, I did not take enough like beach dresses and like shoes. And yeah, I was like planning already to go oh, okay. home <laughs> all right, so and then what make you... the most... <laughs> Of my premier delivery from Simply Be, <laughs> just buy all the things. But beach dress is the main one. 
beach dresses. I never have enough beach dresses. But you're right, though. They do have absolutely everything that you could possibly want and that's why like we love them because it's not only the fashion but you can get all your beauty stuff and all your like your sunglasses and your hats and bags um and everything as well so they've really got you covered for it all and they do do for us pale english roses out there they do they do deal (laughs) (laughs) they do do fake tan lord knows you need it If anyone's seen the photo that Laura posted recently of our very different tans, uh, you'll I mean, you're literally looking like Casper. <laughs> and Matt, so Laura's husband said I look translucent. So, <laughs> so there's a compliment. So yeah, they do fake tan, thank God. Um, and they also do a bunch of sun cream and SPF. Uh, and again, for anyone, no matter what kind of tan you have, you need SPF. Put at least 30 on you, if not 50, and stay in the shade. But that's maybe why I am so translucent. <laughs> uh, we've even got a discount code for you. We've got 20% off for our fabulous listeners. So if you fancy buying something from the Simply Be website, you can use our code POD20. That's P-O-D and the numbers two and zero. Hello, I'm Jess Phillips, an MP. And if you don't already know, I'm now a fully fledged podcaster. My show is called Yours Sincerely. And in each episode, I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love, someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by searching for Jess Phillips wherever you listen to podcasts. And with that, I'll sign off with yours sincerely, Jess Phillips. Right, so for today's On The Plus Side, I literally can't contain my excitement for this. Uh, I want to chat how bloody excited I am about the new Lizzo series on Prime. Laura, take away the name. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren doesn't want to do the name because it's watch out for the big girls. girls. I wanted Laura to do it with the girl. Watch out for the big girls. <laughs> girls. <laughs> how buzzing are you for it? I'm so excited. Like, I literally cannot wait. Like, I have an evening to myself tonight and I am going to just binge watch the entire thing. It's so... Like, I'm already feeling so buzzed and empowered by it because... Like we talk a lot about representation, don't we? And I think like for me, representation is so important because when we don't see ourselves like reflected in the world around us, then we can't help but kind of like make assumptions about that kind of that invisibility and that invisibility is a statement. And so we have grown up to kind of think that difference is equated with undesirability. So any kind of different bodies, marginalised bodies. And so seeing these beautiful plus size queens shaking their booties with Lizzo, who we just obviously are obsessed with. Yeah, I, I just, I think this is going to be amazing. Like we haven't actually... It's, sin all of it yet have we but we've started it and we already love it i've caught a little bit and what i love as well is that i think there's a lot about it's obviously you know it's her finding her dancers and she wants a tribe of these like beautiful queen dancers um but there's a lot about self-love and there's a bit in it when and it was in the trailer actually where she says it's hard to love yourself in a world that doesn't love you back and if yes. that's not like the ethos of our podcast as well, and also, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, by the way, we're on the same page as Lizzo, yes, yes. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just think that's what it is. And we need more of that because I think no matter if you've grown up big or, or you've gained weight in later life, there is, there is little to no good positive representation of um, bigger bodies in media whether that's you know musicals or movies or music whatever um and so this is i think this is gonna have like a real moment she's really gonna change she's changing the world absolutely 
if you haven't seen it yet, um, like Lauren kind of said, it's it, she wants basically more more plus size dancers to fill the stage because she's obviously like headlining loads of shows now. Um, she asked loads of dance agencies uh, to kind of give her like more plus size dancers and they just didn't have any on their books and so she realized right there's a massive lack of representation i'm gonna do it my bloody self yes! uh, we love that thousands applied and she somehow managed to narrow it down to 13 i think hasn't she for the show yes and do you know what the best bit is and this isn't a spoiler because it happens quite early on is that those girls don't expect a certain someone to be at their first audition and it's their reactions when they see Lizzo in their audition and it's just like amazing I think it's like what we would all be like if we just like, were like um hello queen like <laughs> so it's awesome so we totally recommend it I think it's just such a it's going to be such a love fest of awesomeness which is what we're all about so I can't wait I think I might even watch it before I watch Bridgerton but oh. I will obviously be tuning into Bridgerton. <laughs> God, that's a really hard few days of uh, watching, isn't it? Bridgerton, Lizzo, bit, bit kind of contrary. <laughs> but Slightly. I'm, I'm here for it. Slightly. I'm, yeah, I'm going to treat myself after watching a bunch of Lizzo being fabulous with a bunch of naked men. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! How awful. I'm going to stock up on uh, popcorn and nan- uh, popcorn and Nando's. I'm going to stock up on popcorn and mini eggs and just have my, be- have my best time. You should add, do you know what you should do? Do you do the thing where you have like warm popcorn and put the mini eggs in so like the chocolate all melts? I have not tried this, right? But I, so a friend of mine told me that if you put popcorn with, you know, is it straws? The Haribo, the big strawberries with like minstrels or mini eggs or whatever that that is like a winning combination and <gasps> when i tell you i am salivating girl i am salivating oh my god i want that in my life i'm gonna try it and report back to you okay yes i would really like that and do you know what i used to work in the cinema back in the day literally best job i ever had at uni and someone came to the concession stand once and wanted uh salty popcorn with like the nacho cheese all drizzled in why i thought that was genius I literally like want to throw th- up. Why, why would you do that to me? This is not the reaction I expected. Why would you do that to me? Honestly. That sounds awesome. Like oozy fake cheese all up in your salty popcorn. Okay. Right. We've got to put this enough. out on Instagram. We need to put it on stories. <laughs> Guys, tell me how you feel. Okay. The winning combination is clearly the mini eggs and straws, right? But I need to know how people would feel about like a bucket of salty popcorn with like the fake nacho cheese you get at the cinema. Because I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> No one else you will, got- <laughs> I'm sure, but that's right, great. Right, we're, we're putting it on a poll on stories, I need to know. <laughs> and I think that's a really good place to end. <laughs> yes, before Laura she slaps me Before I'm face. actually sick in my mouth. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. See you, bye. <laughs> You're a dickhead, honestly. That is wrong. Like, no. I love that. that bye, Laura. So <laughs> that was Go Love Yourself, brought to you by Simply Be. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. That's a sort of freedom, like an intrinsic knowledge, like you are part ocean, ocean is part you. You have salt water in your body. You are part of this. Oceans, life underwater. A new podcast all about the oceans and the mind-blowing life within them. Subscribe now to Oceans Life Underwater on your favourite podcast app.